gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Oddsmaker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're all set to go against the spread on this weekend's college and pro football cards. And what a card we have on tap this weekend, both the college and NFL side of things. And Victor, season to date, I'd say overall, it's been a most surprising season, especially in college football. You know, on the calendar, this is an absolutely great time of the season. We're midway, of course, to the college football season. The NFL is almost at its halfway point as well. And I don't know about you, Mark, but it is a magical, dreamlike, surreal time to be a Cleveland sports fan as well. You know, we've got this time of the year where the Cavaliers are celebrating championships, hoisting banners, showing off championship rings, beating the Knicks by 29 in game one of the season. Less than 200 feet away, you've got the Cleveland Indians hosting game one of the World Series. I've never had more fun or enjoyment during this right around the Halloween point of the year than I'm having right now. And that's as a sports fan and, of course, as a handicapper, we got a hot run in college football. But uh, it is definitely we're getting that payoff of being a Cleveland sports fan for 40, 50, 60 years. And that time is right now. Yeah, it sure is, Victor. We're down here in South Florida, not up there with our friends and family in Cleveland, but enjoying it nonetheless, as you say, uh, quite a place to be in downtown Cleveland because for those fans out there who aren't familiar with the layout, aside from it being adjacent to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Quicken Loans Arena and Progressive Field sit side by side next to one another. And in between the two venues, you saw all the maddening fans that were in attendance that didn't have tickets to be in the games but were outside watching on big screens and all in all, just a, a, a great place to be downtown Cleveland yesterday. It was great to see the Tribe get off, winning game one of the World Series, as you mentioned, Victor. The Cavs romping over the Knicks in game one as well. So it's believe land. It's real land in Cleveland right now, and we're really, really happy for our hometown fans up in Cleveland. And uh, there's no college football teams to be talking about in Cleveland, but in the world of college football, the Ohio State Buckeyes are sort of our given team from Cleveland, uh, although they're in Columbus, but a big shocking upset by the Buckeyes last week, and uh, that was most stunning to say the least. Also, some surprise teams in college football that have happened thus far this year. Victor, your take on the 2016 college football season to date. You know, with that win, Penn State does jump into the top 25 of the college football rankings. Colorado, Penn State, and Virginia Tech, new teams who, of course, were not on the top 25 last week and uh, teams who dropped out based on losses old miss arkansas and houston and uh new blood yeah there's some new blood rising to the top of four or five different conferences you know mark in the american conference this was supposed to be houston's league but after losing by a shocking 22 points to smu on saturday the defending champions are basically all but done and the navy is in the position to win their first ever conference hardware of course after spending, what, 114 out of 116 years as an independent. So good for the midshipmen by far. Uh, You mentioned the Big Ten Conference with Penn State beating Ohio State. And in the Big Ten, the only schools that have played in the Big Ten Championship game have been Michigan State three times, Wisconsin three, 
the Buckeyes two, Iowa one, and Nebraska one. And it could be time for new blood from a blue blood. And that would be a Michigan. They've taken sole possession of the Big Ten East. The Wolverines rise to number two overall in the standings, and this could definitely be their year. In that same neck of the woods, we talked a little bit last week about the Mid-American Conference, and you mentioned that this was a conference that had been dominated by the likes of the Northern Illinoises and the Bowling Greens. Of course, uh, those two teams have played in many, many MAC title games before, and that's not going to happen this season for sure. We talked about Western Michigan and how good they're doing course you got the east co-leaders akron and ohio they'll be meeting late in november against each other that could very well determine the mac east conference and finally in terms of upheavals in conference we touched a little bit mark about the pac-12 conference you got those south co-leaders utah and colorado they've really won nothing as league members in the pac-12 conference and it's been a while since they've won anything anywhere of course in the north it's all about Washington and Washington State. They're two games clear of California. The last time the Huskies won a piece of the league title was back in 2000. So this is a conference that's uh, been turned over, and uh, it couldn't be any more turned over if it was a large earthquake. So definitely <laughs> some new blood in the Pac-12 conference. Yeah, a lot of new blood in the Pac-12 conference and other conferences, as you highlighted as well, Victor. And uh, talking about new blood, uh, I want to run this by you, Victor. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to stump you, and I know I'm going to stump 98% of our listeners out there as well. But uh, as I do my stats, as I do each and every week out of the midweek alert, uh, we're at the stage of the season in college football right now where I begin looking at what I call in the stats. These are how college football teams have performed this season inside the stats, meaning if you out-yard an opponent, you win the stats. You lose the yards, you lose the stats. And we're at the stage of the season now where there have been only six teams in college football that have won the yardage, won the stats in every game they've played thus far this football season. And we look at these plays moving forward in the month of November because we'll key in on these teams when they are underdogs perfect in the stats or we'll fade them when they're favorites and they're winless in the stats so the six guys right now as we set the table to head into the month of november next month that are perfect in the stats thus far this football season include the likes of the washington huskies western michigan toledo louisville and michigan those are five of the six victor i'm going to ask you who you think the sixth team might be perfect in the stats this year in the world of college football Oh, boy, you're going to put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I would think that it would probably have to be some sort of a decent rushing team. I'm going to say Navy. Well, Navy would be a good guess because Navy is a good rushing team, and uh, you know they've held their own. They've won the stats for their six games, but you're close. And when I say close, it happens to be their military brethren, Army. Uh -huh. Army has won the stats. Army has won the stats in all seven football games they played thus far this football season. And in fact, when you look in the midweek, they're out yarding opponents 185 yards a game are the, are the cadets from Army. So that's a surprise team. We're talking about surprise teams in college football. I got to put Army on the list that way this year. They've come from nowhere, risen out of the ashes to become what will be a bowl team this football season. And more importantly, it makes the Army-Navy game at the end of the football season suddenly worth watching. It's going to be really intriguing to see how that all fares out. Before we shift over to the National Football League side of things, once again, out of the midweek alert, a quick review from last week's action in college football. There were nine games that were decided inside out. The team won the game but lost the stats. 
none of those were 100-yard margins. So it's, a, it's a little bit lower than usual, that nine total uh, amount of games last week inside out. There were 17 college football underdogs that won the game straight up. Now, that's abnormally high. 17 straight-up underdog winners in college football last week, five of which were double-digit underdogs. Two teams also were involved in overtime affairs. Over to the National Football League side of things before we get in the NFL, staying with the same theme, there were five teams in the NFL last week that won games inside out, two of which were 100-yard stat margins, seven straight-up underdog winners in the NFL, and two overtime games. That means between college football and the NFL last week, 22 teams won games straight up in the role of the underdog last week, Quite an unusually high number, to say the least. Your take, Victor, on what we've seen thus far in the 2016 NFL season, and I know you've talked a bit before in the past, these NFL division dogs continue to keep barking. Boy, you got that right. And uh, on a side note, it was the lowest scoring week of the season in the NFL last week. Six overs, nine unders, average points scored 42.3. And by about a field goal, it was the lowest scoring week of the season we got our complete to over-under breakdown, of course, in this week's Playbook Totals tip sheet. Now, on to the division underdogs. We've touched on them briefly here a couple of times throughout the season already, and they are as good as gold. NFL division underdogs this season are now 22-10 and 10 against the spread. Uh, those are some pretty good numbers, somewhere around 68-69% winning percentage on the blind. They've been equally good on the road, 13-7, and seven, as they have at home, 9-3 and three against the spread. So, again, it's all about the division dogs. Now, we talked about a situation that's been really, really hot since the beginning of last season, Mark. And uh, here are the numbers out of our database. Division road underdogs since the beginning of last year have gone 54-29-2. and two including 24-5-2 ATS when playing off a straight-up win in their last game. That's a uh, unheard-of year-and-a-half winning percentage of about 83%, including 4-1-1 ATS wow. this season. So it's carried over to this season as well. There are two of those dogs going this week. We'll probably touch on them at some point during the show. Until then... We will let our listeners figure out who those two dogs are on the road, getting points in division games, playing off a win. But a really, really good pattern to be jumping on that's continued this year. Keep an eye on those division dogs, as Victor has outlined here. They've been barking quite loudly this football season here. Also, one quick note on the show here this week. There is no most embarrassed team. It's a new feature we started on the show here a couple of weeks ago. Our good friend Steve Crabb from Texas put the idea onto us, and uh, we like to key in on those teams. It's been perfect thus far this season here, playing on those most embarrassed teams. Nobody would really qualify in that sense this year, but there's something else I want to talk about here in just a minute about another theory or thought from Steve. Uh, evaluating the quarterbacks in the National Football League this year, taking a look at the top five rated quarterbacks in the NFL, right at the top of the list is Tom Brady, 132.6 QB rating. That's astronomically high because he's been a man on a mission since he's come back from his suspension. Number two quarterback in the rankings, Matty Ryan from Atlanta at 113.6. Matt Stafford from Detroit, he's number three in the QB ratings at 105.7. Drew Brees, New Orleans, 
Number four comes in at 104.4. And number five, the surprising rookie from the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, at 103.9. You take a look at those three New England quarterbacks that have started games this year. The one trait that they have, not one pick this year by the New England starting quarterbacks. 12 touchdown passes, zero picks. They've been perfect thus far this season. And what I alluded to before was this theory or this thought that Steve sent to us. He calls it, where's Chip? And it's a great idea. It's about talking about a chip on the shoulder players or teams have, largely quarterbacks or the stars of the teams have chips on their shoulders. And they come and play with a vengeance with those chips. And uh, the team, I guess, that would most likely have that chip on its shoulder continues to keep having that same chip on its shoulder. It's the New England Patriots with Tom Brady. And I think the largest chip that the New England Patriots will probably have this football season aside from game one when Brady made his comeback after the suspension, would be this week when they take on the Buffalo Bills, the only team that's ever shut them out of Gillette Stadium earlier as they did this football season here that would qualify as a where's chip play. Now, I encourage you to go online at playbook.com. We posted Steve's article on there, where's chip. I encourage you to read it because there's some insight into the article that might not want you to jump too deep onto the New England Patriots this week. We'll let you read that article, where's chip, at the playbook.com website. It'll be featured on Friday at the site this week. So that's my take, Victor, on what's happening in the National Football League this week. Uh, <clears throat> once again, great insight from Steve Crabb with the information that he's passed along. Victor with his division dog updates, all that and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Don't you go away because when we come back, we're going to tear down our college football game of the week. We're going to go inside the Southeast Conference for the old world's largest cocktail party teardown between Georgia and Florida. When we're back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Attention sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed that's my bookie.a as an apple and g as in games tell them mark lawrence sent you only the biggest only the best only at mybookie.ag sign up today attention all serious football fans if you follow the best football newsletters in the nation now you can get them all at the all-new playbook newsletter superstore one visit allows you to download the best publications in the nation including the gold sheet Victor King's NFL Totals Tip Sheet, PointWise, Sports Reporter, The Playbook, Power Sweep, The Logical Approach, The Green Sheet, and The Gridiron Gold Sheet. Check it out now at PlaybookSuperstore.com or download your weekly newsletters on the all-new Playbook Cube. That's every major football newsletter on the market today. Now available at PlaybookSuperstore.com. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this week's College and Pro Football Card. It's time for our College Football Game of the Week as we journey inside the Southeast Conference for the big battle between Georgia and Florida taking place in Jacksonville. Victor, your take on the world's largest cocktail party game between the Gators and the Bulldogs. Well, you know, speaking of cocktails, that's where I really had to start, is what cocktail am I going to be enjoying during the game? So this <laughs> week's cocktail of the week is going to be the Moscow Mule. 
Now, as an ex-bartender, I, I know the recipe for it, but it's a very refreshing cocktail, Mark. It's basically vodka, lime juice, spicy ginger beer. It's usually served in a nice copper mug with a little lime wedge on the side. And it's a very refreshing uh, cocktail that I'll be enjoying during the largest cocktail party game, the Georgia-Florida game, 3.30 Eastern kickoff time. Florida right around a touchdown favorite in the game. The over-under lines come down a half point. It opened 44. It is down to 43 and a half. A, a pretty low line. In fact, it's the lowest over-under line in this series dating back 10 years, all the way back to 2006 when there was a line of 41 and a half. And what we do note is that Four out of the last five meetings in this, of course, Georgia-Florida series, always played at a neutral site, have indeed gone under the total. Average line, 46.5. Average score, only 40.2. So the average game has gone under by, oh, almost a full touchdown, by minus 6.4 points per game. And this is, of course, the lowest over-under line in 10 years. Why is that? Well, for the first time in a long time, both teams being bring top 20 defenses into this game. Everybody knows how good Florida is. they got the number two defense overall in the land. They're only giving up 253 yards per game. Also the number two scoring defense. The Gators are only allowing 12 points per game on the season. Kudos to Georgia for bringing in a number 20 defense as well, allowing only 339.7 points per game. This is not the typical Georgia offense. They don't have a great quarterback, if you will. Sometimes the passing game is great, and then the running game is a disaster. The running game rocks, and then quarterback Jacob Eason can't throw a lick. They seem to not be able to come up with the same offense performance twice in a row in what's been a pretty strange and quirky season. And, of course, now they got to deal with a rested Florida defense that didn't exactly need the time off, you know. Florida's only played one game since October 1st. Of course, they had that game against LSU that was called off because of the threat of Hurricane Matthew. So if you want to talk about well-rested teams, yes, both come in off a bye, but this is Florida's only their second game basically in a four-week period. So uh, Florida really doesn't have to do anything funky in the game, use their power-running game. Hope Luke Del Rio is sharper than he was against Missouri, let the secondary dominate. Yeah, Florida's got that really good pass defense. But even though the line is 43.5, I still see a little bit of value on the under in the game. Look for a score somewhere in the 24 to 17, 23 to 20, 24 to 20. I think what might be the best play in this game, Mark, is perhaps thinking about a two team side and total teaser. Taking the underdog from plus 7.5 all the way up to 13.5 taking the over-under line from 43.5 up to 49.5, and, and then considering a teaser of Georgia plus the points and under the total. And once we get to the fourth quarter, I'll probably be on my uh, third or fourth Moscow mule as well. <laughs> Victor on the Moscow mule in the world's largest cocktail party looking to the under total in the Florida-Georgia game, a matchup of two top 20 defenses when they kick off this Saturday. You're talking about a Georgia Bulldog football team that's got off to a slow start under new head coach Kirby Smart this football season here. They didn't expect to have three losses at this stage of the football season off to a poor four and three start 
are the Bulldogs here this year. The one advantage they have is they've been really good in games off one loss exact. They come in off that loss, stunning loss to Vanderbilt in their homecoming game as 14-point favorites two weeks ago. They're 8-2 and two to the spread in bounce-back games off one loss exact are the Georgia Bulldogs. They're also 6-1 and one to the spread when they're playing with revenge from Two losses exact, double revenge exact for the Georgia Bulldogs, 6-1 and one to the spread with rest, 2-0 and oh straight up in the ATS when dogs in that role. The bottom line, though, is they've been over, lousy overall when playing with rest. Just 1-11 in the last 12 games when they've had extra rest have the Bull, Georgia Bulldogs. On the flip side, you, the Florida Gators come in. They've taken advantage of rest. They have rest as well in this contest. They're 6-1 and one to the spread their last seven games when playing with rest. However, they come up with an inordinate amount of points in their last game that they played, as Victor mentioned. Only one game since October 1st for this football team, largely because of the scheduling and the Hurricane Matthew coming in, playing into the picture. But they put up 40 points against Missouri in their homecoming game two weeks ago. They're just 1-6 and six to the spread in games after scoring 40 or more points. Very seldom you'll find Florida outbursting two games in a row. Head coach Jim McElwain from the Florida Gators has done a nice job with this program since coming over from Colorado State. However, you look at McElwain inside the numbers, he's really struggled in games against winning opponents. Going up against 24 teams in his career, Against teams that had winning records, he's just 10-14 and 14 straight up in those games. Covered the spread only 10 times as well. And in fact, the last five times against winning teams, McElwain 0-5, five straight losses, 1-4 to the spread. The bottom line to me in this football game is whenever these two teams meet, you can throw out current form completely out the window in this series. It doesn't matter when one team's up, the other team's down. Almost always look to the team that's down because this football game is a game that sort of gets them back on the map, if you will. With that, I'll take the points with the Georgia Bulldogs and enjoy Victor with his Moscow Mule in this football game for my side in the football contest. Don't go away, guys. When we come back, Victor and I, we're going to tear down our NFL game of the week. We've got a dandy inside the NFC East division. It's the Sunday night showdown between the Cowboys and Eagles. We'll come back with that and also hop out to Las Vegas. We're back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Think you know sports? Let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game. Now you can prove it to your friends and win prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at FireFan.com. Use the promo code FREEFIREFAN. It's fun. It's social. It's competitive. It's interactive. It's free. And it's going to change the way you approach game day at FireFan.com. Play by yourself, form a league, do live chats, and get in the game today at firefan.com. Get a free download now by entering the code FREEFIREFAN. That code again is FREEFIREFAN. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code FREEFIREFAN now at firefan.com. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. 
call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at mybookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this weekend's college and pro football cards. It's time once again for our NFL Game of the Week. We're going to go inside the NFC East Division on Sunday night when the Dallas Cowboys play host to the Philadelphia Eagles. Victor, how do you see the Cowboys and the Eagles shaking out this Sunday night? We're going to use this officially as our free totals play on the show. At the very, very end, we may have an underdog opinion as well, Mark, but we are going under in the Eagles-Cowboys game, the over-under line at a rock-solid 43-and-a-half. That was the over-under line when it opened up on Monday. As we record the show here on Wednesday morning, it has not moved off that line at all. It's a pretty vanilla series in terms of over-under results. Three-and-three over-under last six meetings between these two teams. But what I like about the under in this game is the fact that This is one of only two games in the Week 8 NFL schedule in which both teams have more unders than overs on the season. Not only that, but you've got the third-best scoring defense. Of course, Philly allowing only 14-7 points per game, taking on the sixth-best scoring defense as Dallas allows less than 18 points per game on the season. You know, since Chip Kelly left the Eagles, they have done a complete reversal in terms of their pace of play. As we all know, Chip Kelly coach teams run a very fast-paced offense. He's doing it again with the San Francisco 49ers this season. But Philadelphia is now the third slowest team on the road in the NFL with only 54.3 offensive plays per game when they take to the road. Uh, Of course, last week we did go under in the Eagles-Vikings game as one of our King Creole selections. We did cash that one. Final score was just 21-10. to In the last 12 months, NFL teams off a double-digit home win that went under the total, like the Eagles, in which they allowed 10 or less points. These teams have gone a perfect 0-7 over-under versus fellow division opponents. Of course, we do got the host Cowboys. They're coming in off their bye week. They got a current five-game winning streak. They, of course, dropped the game, first game of the season against the Giants and have won everything since and covered everything since as well. Uh, O&H over under since 2010. NFL home teams off their bye week if they had a three- or more-game winning streak prior to their bye. That definitely applies to the Cowboys. So, Mark, we got good defenses we got rookie quarterbacks. we got conservative offenses. we got offenses not taking a lot of downfield shots. we got a slow pace of play. It all adds up to a fairly low-scoring game as Philadelphia plays uh, Dallas on Sunday night. Victor goes under the total Sunday night in the Eagles-Cowboys football game. Looks for defense 
to take the forefront in that football contest here. This is a matchup of two star rookie quarterbacks in this contest. We talked a little bit earlier about Dak Prescott and how well he's performed thus far this football season here as he ranks number five overall in current National Football League quarterback ratings. His opponent tonight, Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles, his quarterback rating is 92.7. That's on eight touchdown passes and three picks this football season here. Prescott has seven TDs and only one interception thus far this football season here. So the rookie quarterbacks will certainly be in the spotlight Sunday night in this football showdown contest. The Philadelphia offense has been a little bit lethargic here of late. You take a look at their last three football games. They're averaging just 239 yards of football contest. And in fact, go back to their bye week, just 275 yards of games for the Eagles. So after that great start, they've kind of come back to earth here of late coming into this contest here. Philadelphia comes into this game, a nice 7-1 mark to the spreading games off a double-digit win when they're taking on a rested opponent. And talking about rest, the Dallas Cowboys have really fared well when they've had extra rest in games. They're 6-0 to the spread when they take on an opponent with rest, and that opponent comes in off a win. The bad news for the Dallas Cowboys, just 1-5 to the spread when they take on opponents that are off straight-up underdog wins. That momentum seems to carry forward for the Dallas Cowboys opponents in these types of football games. The other side, the long-known fact, as we publish in the Playbook Newsletter, is Jason Garrett's terrible record in the National Football League as a head coach when he's been at home as a favorite. He's just 9-24 to the spread as a favorite is Garrett with the Dallas Cowboys. And again, the bottom line to me in this contest is, once again, you take a look at Sunday night division games that are being played on, under those Sunday night lights. The home team in those Sunday night division games is just 7-26-1 to the spread when they're taking on an opponent off a win. That's the case for the Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday night. And with that, I'll take the points with Philadelphia over Dallas for my side in the big Sunday night showdown game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence Against the Spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, let's hop out to Las Vegas now and join with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy, how's everything going for you this hectic football weekend in Las Vegas? Everything's going well, Mark, and of course, right now, this is the uh, most hectic time of the year with all four major sports underway, baseball, basketball, hockey, and of course, college and pro football, all being played over the next several days. Yeah, it is quite a hectic time right now with Victor and I talked a little bit earlier on in the show about what's going on in Cleveland, our hometown, where the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Cavaliers, believe land, everything's going really well up in Cleveland these days, and uh, as you say, National Football League, college football, NBA, soon-to-be college basketball, National Hockey League. There's a lot going on in Las Vegas, a lot to like in Vegas these days. Also, a lot to like in Vegas is the Westgate Super Contest. And, Andy, as we do each and every week on the show, I know you update us on what's going on in that contest. Any new news that we should be aware of this week as opposed to what happened when we talked to you last? Well, we had a bounce-back week once again from the consensus, still They've never been able to do better than 3-2, and two, but that's what their record was last week as the consensus players were correct on the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, and the San Diego Chargers. The consensus players were incorrect, backing the Minnesota Vikings and the Tennessee Titans in their game against Indianapolis. So for the season... It's trying to creep back up to the 33% mark. It's 11, 23, and 1, the consensus. Overall, the, cons- the, uh, the contestants are 50, 55, and 1 through the uh, first 107 games of the season. There was one game in which there was an equal division of opinion. 
Again, looking if you played the top five underdogs, there were actually six because there were a couple last week who were tied for the fifth highest point spread uh, for underdogs. Two and four last week, now 18 and 19 on the year. That's the one category that early in the year had performed extremely well. It's now uh, below 500, as I indicated. As far as the leader goes, we're starting to see a little bit of stratification in the results. The leader, there's one contestant at 27, 7, and 1. And, of course, they use a a point system with uh, one point for a win, half point for a push. So that's 27.5 points out of a possible 35 so that's a shade under 80 percent winners here we are nearly halfway into the season 35 of 85 games having been selected and actually right now they pay the top 50 and ties right now 23 points would get you in the money there are 60 contestants at 23 points or better including about half of that number 27 at that final paying spot so the con- the contest starting to show a little bit of separation, a little bit of stratification, uh, but the consensus still needs a little bit of work to do. And uh, right now, with nine weeks, uh, excuse me, with ten weeks remaining, it's going to take a pretty big run over the second half of the season for that consensus to even reach 500 once the season is over. Updating the Superbook contest, Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas, 11-23-1 overall. Like you say, it is going to take quite a run, Andy. But, you know, something I have the feeling, just this gut feeling in me, that we're going to get back to the mean in this contest here. And I think down the stretch we're going to end up seeing some better results than we've seen at least to start the football season here. Uh, I don't know what your take on that is, but uh, I'm kind of a regression to the mean kind of a guy, and uh, it's taken a little bit of a while. But uh, what's your take, Andy? Do you think this will end up evening out or getting close to even, or will we see these poor results moving forward? I'm not so sure we'll see the poor results continue at the pace at which they've uh, developed thus far, but I think it may be a little bit of a stretch to see if they're going to get back to 500 because the NFL, one thing that it has historically been is unpredictable, and usually the players are on a week too late or sometimes a week too early, and I would imagine that over the second half of the season, of course, we've got a lot of people who are playing uh, these uh, contests now using strictly numbers, using the regression to the mean concept. Others are using uh, just playing numbers rather than teams. And of course, I think with the unusual amount of injuries that we continue to see on an increasing basis makes these games more difficult to handicap on a global basis on a week-to-week format. Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. And if you haven't done so yet, I encourage you to check out his weekly newsletter, The Logical Approach. You can score a copy. Just simply log on at TheLogicalApproach.com or visit the PlaybookSuperstore.com site to get your copies of The Logical Approach in time for this weekend. Andy, before I hand it off to Victor with a question here, as we like to always do on the show here, a little bit of an overview, if you would, of the week eight regular season numbers that were sent out last week by the Superbook. Have you seen any major moves that would be noteworthy this particular week? Well, there are a couple of games that uh, had some interesting aspects attached to them. I'll begin with the Thursday night game between Jacksonville and Tennessee. Last week, that game had been put up with Tennessee, a solid three-point home favorite. And then following the results of this past weekend, uh, Tennessee actually opened as a a three-and-a-half-point home favorite on Sunday night. Probably more so due to the fact that Jacksonville put in such a clunker of an effort in their home game against Oakland last week, even though Tennessee also lost at home against Indianapolis. But at least that was a much more competitive game throughout the majority of the contest. The Atlanta Falcons-Green Bay game is an interesting contest because last week Atlanta was a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Green Bay, of course, won and covered last Thursday night at home against Chicago. We knew that they were going to have extra rest, so that result shouldn't have affected things. Atlanta, of course, had that lead in that home game 
game against San Diego, lost in overtime, and yet that line came back up with Atlanta adjusted upwards to a three-point favorite. You might have thought that they might have actually moved it down a little bit, but the oddsmakers actually penalized Atlanta a half point for that loss, making them a three-point favorite. Uh, Houston opened a three-point favorite. They've been bet off that key number down to two and a half. One of the more interesting ones this week was Seattle at New Orleans. Of course, Seattle played that overtime game against Arizona. I'll have a little bit on that other end of that game as well. Uh, Seattle last week was a five-and-a-half-point road favorite at uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and, of course, New Orleans played almost right on the number, losing by six at Kansas City. Uh, when this game came up Sunday, before the Sunday night game, Seattle was a three-and-a-half-point road favorite at New Orleans. They take the game down during the Sunday night game. They repost it on Monday night. And Seattle was actually then put up right there at three-and-a-half, despite the fact that they had played 75 minutes of football. But the public came in and said, that Seattle defense was on the field way too long. We think that line's a little bit too high. And so it not only moved to three, it moved down below three. Seattle now a two-and-a-half-point road favorite at New Orleans. The other half of that game, the Arizona Cardinals at Carolina Panthers. Carolina was a one-point favorite Sunday afternoon when the uh, game came back up. On uh, Monday morning, Carolina, a one-and-a-half-point home, uh, excuse me, a, a, they were put up a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Monday morning, they were put up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, a one-point adjustment because of the extra time played by Arizona. That game has gone up to Carolina, a solid three-point home favorite. And the last one, Monday night, Minnesota was a five-and-a-half-point road favorite last week when they were still unbeaten. Uh, they lost at Philadelphia, lost in an ugly manner. Uh, when that game came up Sunday evening, Minnesota, a four-point road favorite. Uh, they've since been bet up to a five-and-a-half to six-point road favorite, even though it was pretty much known that Jake Cutler was going to come back when that line uh, went up Sunday evening. When that was made official on Monday, that's when we saw that movement up to five-and-a-half and six. A little bit of back-and-forth movement on that Minnesota-Chicago Monday Night Football game, settling in back close to the opening number. We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. And, Victor, I know you'd like to ask Andy a question on the show as well. Since you're talking about the Monday night game, Andy, I would think that uh, overall on the season, it's probably been a pretty good year for sports books in the primetime games, the Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night games, particularly knowing that there's been twice as many unders than overs in these games. I know the general public usually likes playing over the total in the primetime games. Uh, they have gone 7, 14, and 1 over under overall. So I think on the whole, it's been pretty good for the books. But, Eddie, let's talk about this last weekend and the, the Denver-Houston game from Monday night. I would think that it was probably a pretty good overall weekend for the books with a lot of dogs coming in on Saturday. But with the heavily public New England team winning and covering on Sunday against Pittsburgh and then Denver doing the same on Monday night, there was probably a lot of uh, give back from the books. Uh, am I wrong on that? No, I think you're exactly correct on that. In fact, I've heard a number of sportsbook directors comment on the fact that the New England game was basically uh, the heaviest bet game of the day on Sunday and the one that basically determined their fates. It was generally a pretty good day for the books. They did give up a significant amount of their winnings when uh, New England covered against Pittsburgh on uh, the uh, late afternoon games on Sunday. And then on Monday night, uh, the most of the money in that uh, Denver game had come in during the week where Denver had been opening a 7-7.5 point 
favorite and had been up to eight and a half. Uh, the game I don't think was as attractive as a lot of people expected it to be because of the fact that Houston's been disappointing. And there may have been a little bit of a concern backing Denver on Monday night because they had just lost two games in a row after a 4-0 start. But the fact that the game stayed under the total, I think, was also something that mitigated any of the liability that they would have had, although there really had not been a significant movement in that total line. It was pretty much around 40 and a half, which is just below that key number of 41, which suggests that a lot of the sharps and the wise guys and the numbers players would like to go over a number of 40 and a half as opposed to normally liking to play under a total of 41. Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. And Andy, I know you're off back-to-back winning calls with your complimentary play on the show this week. It's got our listeners out there jonesing for more, if you will, this particular week. Before you go, if you let our listeners know what you like on the NFL card this week. I'm going to go to one of the marquee games in the NFL on Sunday, and that's the game between the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. I mentioned earlier that Atlanta last week was about a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Uh, that line was adjusted and remains with Atlanta a three-point favorite. And we've seen, we're seeing this week one of the more unique scheduling situations, I think, in the history of the NFL. Green Bay is playing their first road game since week two, their first road game in six weeks. They had that opening game, uh, the, the game where Minnesota opened their new stadium, uh, beating Green Bay. Then the Packers had a home game, their bye week, and three more home games after that. Uh, They're rested, of course, after Thursday's win over Chicago, in which Aaron Rodgers appeared to put up great stats, but a lot of it was the short passing game because of the lack of any quality running backs with uh, uh, Eddie Lacy out and his backup Starks out and uh, Kyle Davis, excuse me, Niall Davis not yet uh, assimilated into the offense. So the stats a little bit misleading, and Aaron Rodgers still does not look like the quarterback that we've come to know over the past uh, several seasons. Uh, Atlanta lost a crazy game against the San Diego Chargers, which second straight loss following the uh, loss to Seattle, that controversial loss a week earlier. Uh, We know that uh, Atlanta is a much improved team this year. They proved that with their back-to-back wins at Denver and over Carolina, the two Super Bowl teams. I'm going to look for uh, the Atlanta Falcons to bounce back with a big effort, take advantage of what has to be an unusual situation for Green Bay going on the road for the first time in a month and a half. I think laying three is a reasonable number to lay with an Atlanta team, which vigorously give her its best effort following back-to-back losses. Andy Isco points out the fact the Green Bay Packers on the road for the first time in a long, long while, September 18th, the last time that they had breakfast in a hotel away from home, if you will, taking on the Falcons. He'll play the points with the Falcons, lay the three with the Atlanta Falcons for his complimentary play on the football show this week. Andy, once again, a great job on the show this week. As always, we're going to wish you the very best of luck this week and look forward to talking with you next week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Mark, Victor, have a great week. Look forward to uh, talking to you next week. And, Mark, we may be celebrating a Cleveland Indians World Series championship by that time. That that would be pretty nice. That would be pretty nice. I think uh, that before I let you go, Andy, I think the numbers I've heard is 12 of the last 13 teams that won game one of a World Series or 17 of the last 19 have gone on to capture the series. So if the numbers are... And if the numbers are in the Indians' favor, we'll be talking about champagne next Wednesday here on the show. Look forward to it, guys. Thank you, Andy. That was Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Don't go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to tear down our awesome angle of the week, and we'll share with you our complimentary picks on the show this week when we're back with the final segment here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread.
The all-new Playbook Cube is hands down the easiest to use sports information app on the market today. Whether it's lines, scores, streaming alerts, newsletter downloads, injuries, or betting tools, the Playbook Cube has it all. To download your Playbook Cube free of charge, simply visit the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Amazon Store. Find out for yourself why the Playbook app received a five-star rating. Only on the Playbook Cube will you find sports pages covering every NFL and college football team, college and NFL coaches and NFL starting quarterback spread records, power ratings, football newsletters, and much more. That's the Playbook Cube, C-U-B-E. It's where day trading meets sports gaming. Get your cube today and start winning tonight. There's a storm coming, a firestorm. Get ready to raise your game. Because watching sports will never be the same. Introducing FireFan. It's a game changer. Finally, a sports app that puts you into the game. You predict the scores. You call the plays all in real time. While you watch and compete against celebrities, friends, family, and other diehard sports fans. The more you call it, the more points you can achieve. Be a loyal fan and earn loyalty rewards. Don't miss the hottest sports app of the year. FireFan, ignite your passion. Download your FireFan app today at FireFan.com. Enter player rewards code, FREEFIREFAN. That's player rewards code, FREEFIREFAN. Play the game, fan the fire, earn rewards. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome, awesome Angle of the Week. All right, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome Angle of the Week on the show this week. It's an oldie but goodie from our Playbook Black Books, one of our featured Bet You Didn't Know articles called Lean on Me. And what we're looking to do is to plan any college football underdog of more than 10 points who allows less than 37 points a game on the season. If they're off back-to-back point spread losses, and they're a 17 returning starter team taking on an opponent off a loss. These 17 returning starter dogs of more than 10 points with these decent defenses that are up back-to-back spread losses against these teams off a beat are 22-4 and four against the spread in this particular role. That's a whopping 83% winning angle. We'll be playing this week on Kent State in the MAC Conference when they take on Central Michigan. Kent State for our Lean on Me awesome angle play on the show this week. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to Victor King from King Creole Sports. And Victor, I know uh, before you get your complimentary play on the show this week, uh, lots of things are going on at FireFan. We've talked about, you've heard commercials on the show here, spots on the show here this week. And I know uh, you're excited about what's going on at FireFan as well. And you've got uh, a rewards code that you'd like to pass on our listeners there if they want to join your team to become a member of King Creole's Fire fan team and play the game and also compete with Victor as he plays the game with Victor family and friends at FireFan. Absolutely. Uh, this thing is going to be fantastic. And our code is FireFan underscore King. You know the underscore. That's that uh, underlined uh, little symbol on your keyboard. So our code is FireFan underscore King. Join us on that. And yes, Mark, we got a free underdog play. But let me turn the volume up a little bit on the hype machine if i can uh at the beginning of the show you know i touched on the fact that i've never had more enjoyment during this halloween portion of the year that i'm having right here right now in 2016 
Of course, a lot of that is tied into the success with the Cleveland sports, the magical time in Believe Land. But uh, I can't forget about the handicapping either. It is what we do for a living and what we enjoy so much. And when you are doing well, it's the best thing to be doing for your career that you can absolutely uh, hope for. And that's been the case uh, for our King Creole service. We want to thank everybody who joined us last Saturday. I mentioned we had our five-star college football game of the month, a game going over the total. And man, oh man, did it go over the total. That five-star play was on over 85 points in the Oklahoma-Texas Tech game. And man, did they set the bar high at 85 points. But this is a game in which there were seven FBS records that were either broken or tied. Both Texas Tech and Oklahoma had exactly 854 offensive yards. That's right. The game has over 1,700 combined offensive yards. The game went over by 40 points, despite the fact the over-under line was 85. It went over by 40. They combined for 125 points. There's no more enjoyable game to watch on TV than a game of that nature. And again, we want to thank everybody who joined us for that easy, easy winner. And this week, we got a five-star NFL version, another, another game going over the total. Five-star NFL game of the month for October Uh, I mentioned October. This has been, as a handicapper, our best month of October ever. We've now gone 11 and 2 in our last 13 selections. That's combined uh, postseason Major League Baseball plays, NFL plays, college football plays. I mentioned the Oklahoma Texas Tech over. We also had a four star winner on Sunday on Arkansas and Auburn over the total. That game cashed. Our last 11 college football selections have gone 10 and 1 in the month of October. So, again, I, I, I mentioned this. We've got a big one in the NFL. It'll be up at the playbook.com website on Friday, not to mention take advantage of our hot college football totals. So, more of those will be up on Friday as well at the playbook.com website. Don't forget the totals tip sheet. We got two overs in the totals tip sheet that we like this week, and you can check that out at playbook.com or at playbooksuperstore.com as well. So finally, Mark, let me turn the volume back down a little bit on the hype machine. (laughs) And San Diego Chargers. I like San Diego. If you can find a seven in their game against Denver, do so. If not, we think they keep it close against Denver. We're talking about a Chargers team that's hot, hot from an ATS perspective. They've covered three in a row. They've won two in a row outright against two of the better teams in the NFL right now. Denver, just two short weeks ago. And Atlanta last week in overtime, 33-30. to 30. We also mentioned at the top of the show how division underdogs have done so well this year. That would be uh, San Diego Chargers this week, and they are one of two teams, Philadelphia, of course, being the other, the play that Mark mentioned in our NFL segment. Two teams this week that qualify in that 24-5-2 ATS record since the beginning of last year, division, road, underdogs, Playing with the confidence of a straight-up win in their last game, they've gone 24-5-2 ATS. This week's two teams, Chargers and Eagles. I don't know if the Chargers can squeeze out another win against Denver, but we think they keep it close. Speedy's going to be grabbing the points, liking the Chargers, and don't forget the five-star NFL game of the month, a game going over the total on Sunday. Victor likes the San Diego Chargers. Victor and Speedy in that big football game with Denver as the NFL division road dog run continues. 
And once again, remember to join Victor for his five-star NFL over game of the month. He's had 10 straight winning packages in a row at the playbook.com website. Red Hot Hand, Victor King, King Creole Sports. Get on board at playbook.com this weekend. Just a quick note here, guys. Our friends at mybookie.com is offering a 100% sign-up bonus. All you need to do is mention playbook. Call toll-free to take advantage at 1-844-866-BETS. That's 1-844-866-2387. Get your 100% sign-up bonus at mybookie when you use the promo code PLAYBOOK to get on board this weekend. And speaking about this weekend, I've got my big five-star college football game of the month on tap this weekend. We're on a red-hot winning roll with our featured game of the month plays. We've won four in a row last month's five-star game of the month in September was Auburn plus the points over LSU. You can pick it up with a $99 football weekend of winners or get to play online at playbook.com. Or better yet, if you're a Playbook football newsletter subscriber, you'll get my entire late phone telephone service plays free of charge this weekend as a no-charge thank you bonus for being a subscriber. If you're not a subscriber, you can do so simply by logging on at Playbook.com. Just $65 gets you every Playbook football newsletter from now through the Super Bowl. And when you do, you'll pick up all of my late phone plays this weekend, including the five-star game of the month by being a Playbook football subscriber this weekend. Moving on to my complimentary play on the football card this weekend, I'm going to stay inside the Big Ten Conference to take a look at the Maryland Terrapins when they take on the Indiana Hoosiers this week. Maryland's done a nice job this year under first-year head coach D.J. Durkin. They picked up five wins this season after winning only three games last year. One more win, a win here at Indiana, will make them a bowl-eligible football team this year. They're playing with 19-point Home loss revenge from last year coming in with momentum. They upended Michigan State as a home dog last week. Good news for Maryland. The last three times they've been on the road with revenge off an upset underdog win. They won and covered all three of those football games. You take a look at the Indiana Hoosiers. The same pattern is developing here, guys, that's developed in the past with the Indiana Hoosiers. They get off these great starts. They knock off a lot of nobodies. But when push comes to shove in the football season here, they tend to struggle down the stretch. Last year, they were 4-0 to begin the football season. They went 2-7 and out. This year, they've opened up 3-1, and and they've gone 0-3 since that 3-1 and start. You take a look at this team here. They're also leaking oil. They've lost the stats in their last four football games in a row, has Indiana. I'll fade the Hoosiers, play the better team as the dog in this contest, Maryland plus the points, for my complimentary play on the football show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps on this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. I want to thank our co-host, Victor King, from King Creole Sports. Our good friend, Andy Isco, joining us from Las Vegas from TheLogicalApproach.com. And for our good friend, Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always remember to bet with your head, not over it. And good luck as always.